Welcome in, everyone, to the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we got a great show lined up today. I'm excited for you as we dial into the show, talking about preparing your investments for the new year. And, you know, this is uh, 2020 as I'm recording this. December 11th is the actual day. If you want to be real specific, we're talking about 8.47 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so there you go. Now you know what's happening there. I'm in South Florida enjoying the weather down here. We've had some nice kind of fall-like weather. I'm talking about waking up in 50s and 55 degrees. Sometimes it's even popped down to the 40s, and it's really nice to get to wear my little pullover. It's a lot of fun. So I don't know where you are in the country or in the world as you're listening to this show, but uh, I wish you a good morning, wish you a good day, wish you a good evening whenever you're listening. But I want to dial in and talk about the idea of preparing your investments for the new year, because I think sometimes what can happen is, and you've heard me say before, you know, you can get kind of caught up like a deer in the headlights and you're in a place where you can be a little bit stunned uh, as far as what should I do? What shouldn't I do in relation to investment? So I want to tackle that a little bit today. I also want to talk about some unique opportunity that's coming out there in the markets that you might want to be looking at and probably not want to miss, in my opinion, in, in relation to some opportunity for growth as well. So stick around towards the end of the show for that. As always, I'd like to take a minute and say thank you to the sponsors of the show, which is Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, Wall Lehman, three companies that I own, actually, truth be told. And uh, those are all companies helping families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. We've got a great team there. So if you have some specific questions about how to save money in taxes or how to greater protect your investments, how to help with that, uh, how to help, you know, maybe look at some opportunities that you're not currently engaging in on the investment side or just have a well-rounded plan, head over to leanonthewall.com. We've got a great team. We've been helping families for, you know, almost 20 years in a variety of different capacities. Many of you may not have known that I actually commentated for media nationally for about six years as well. CNBC, Fox Business, Bloomberg. Still right for Forbes. We've got a great book on that site, Retire Once, Retire Well. Uh, that's on the Lean on the Wall site. So just go to leanonthewall.com. I wrote a book a couple years ago. Did really well with it, Retire Once, Retire Well. Simple, easy read, 110 pages. You know, keeping the cookies on the lower shelf, right? Because <laughs> I like to keep it simple. So we wanted to create some uh, content that would keep it simple for you and give you the ability to really better understand so you can make good decisions in relation to your investments. Well, preparing something for a new season can always be a challenge. And, you know, when we take a look at what we've we've heard over the years, just from some of the families that we serve and some, some of the people that have actually given feedback as well from the podcast. And by the way, thank you for doing that if you have. If you haven't, I would love for you to take a minute either now or at the end of the show and go ahead and give us a rating, five-star rating and a nice little comment. Here's what I love about the show. It just helps us understand what you're loving to hear and what you enjoy along the way. But, you know, as you prepare something for a new season, it's always important to take a look at where you were and where you are. And when you take a look at where you are and where you were, one of the things that we know is 2020 has been a crazy year. It's been a really crazy year as we've lived it, not just now in America, but globally, it's been a crazy year. And it's caused people to have a lot of knee-jerk reactions with their investments along the way. You know, it's caused people to say, okay, I remember back in March when the markets were kind of tanking because of the COVID start and it was unknown and what does that look like? And then markets ended up, you know, fully really recovering in a lot of ways. But there's still a ton of uncertainty out there as the Dow is bouncing around 30,000 and what's going to happen in the future. There's potential for additional lockdowns and all kinds of other stuff going on. 
Truth be told, a little side note, I disagree with a lot of that stuff. I really agree with the free enterprise system allowing themselves to do what they do, especially when we know that there's a, you know, only a 99.5 or 4, whatever it is, percent chance of people even getting getting the deal. But that's aside, I think it's important to understand what are you doing to prepare for the year end? Well, let me tell you what a couple people are doing that I think is interesting. One of the things that we're seeing, and I'm stationed here now in South Florida, we have and work with families throughout the country in about 17 different states uh, currently. But, you know, now in South Florida, one of the things that we're seeing is a lot of people from the Northeast actually moving down. And the reason that they're moving down is because they found that South Florida is more business friendly. There's a little bit of a tax break because there's no income taxes at the state level and some things like that. And so that's one of the things that I think you want to be thinking about if you're either at retirement age or nearing retirement age. Where do you live? Where do you call home? I think a simple change, especially if you're already kind of wintering, I'll call it, to Florida, you know, the under the snowbird, right? If you're already doing that, you may want to think about the idea of actually changing your residency to Florida. Just that in and of itself will give you a tax break. It may not be Florida. Maybe it's Texas. Maybe it's another state like that. But that's something to be thinking about is what's happening with the taxes just on a simple uh, nature as far as income taxes from the state. And then in relation to your investments, I think preparing for the new year, I think now more than ever is a great time to step back and take a new fresh evaluation and a new fresh look at what's going on with your investments. One of the things that we strive to do on the wall private wealth side and U.S. private wealth side uh, with the families we're serving is do what we call progress meetings on a pretty regular basis throughout the year, really looking at what's happening, what's going on in the investments, where things are, how can things be improved? Are there ways to take advantage of some opportunities that may exist today that didn't exist six months ago or a year ago or whatever it may be? And so when you take a look at all of those things, it's important to evaluate and understand what is actually happening with my current investments. Now, if you're in a place where your investments kind of as they went through the pandemic kind of just went up and they went down and they went up and they went down, just ebbing and flowing with the markets. And if you're in a place where you are, you know, nearing retirement or in retirement, I call it moving into the financial red zone, right? You're five to 10 years from retirement. You probably want to take a little closer look at what you're doing, even if you're younger. I mean, listen, markets are all time highs. So will they continue to go up? Will they go down? You know, the, the answer is I don't really know the answer to that. Neither do you. Neither does anyone else. There's a lot of analysis and a lot of research out there. But what we know is no one really knows what's happening. Here's what we do know or what will happen in the future. What we do know is this. We know that there's a lot of institutional money that is still sitting on the sidelines in cash. There's trillions of dollars sitting in cash. What does that mean? That means they're keeping their powder dry. That means they're a little bit concerned about what's to come, so they'd rather keep their powder dry, so that way if the markets do go back down, they can be in a place where they can buy as the markets are lower. Always a good idea, right? The old philosophy, see if you remember it, buy when and sell when, you know what it says, right? Buy high, sell low. No, that's not right. I just want to make sure you're paying attention, right? Buy low, sell high, right? Buy low, sell high. That's the goal, doesn't always happen like that, but that is the goal. So one of the things that we know is there's a lot of institutional money sitting on the sideline. I thought it was kind of interesting. There was a Vanguard study that they completed, a, a basically a five-year study. Now listen to this. We've all heard of Vanguard. 
the company that kind of touts a lot of ETFs today and certain mutual fund strategies, et cetera. But Vanguard has completed a five-year study of five million households. So I like this because this isn't just like, you know, hey, we we pulled 100 people and got their thoughts on a variety of things. No, no, this is five million households over the last five years. And the study's called How America Invests. So if you want to check it out, you can Google it. How America Invests is the study. And here's what they found. They found that the average investor that's kind of doing it themselves is in a situation where they have about 60, right now, they have about 63% stocks, 16% bonds, and 21% in cash. And they also found that during the pandemic market drop, so, you know, back in March of 2020, when the market started crashing, during the pandemic market drop, they found through this study of 5 million people, they found that 22% of the 5 million during that period moved money around. 78% did nothing. Now, it's interesting when you say people moved around, didn't do anything. I think a, a big key there really drilling down to what are the ages of the people that moved money around and what are the ages of the people that did nothing. Now, obviously, the market came back. We know that. But why did it come back is the question. And this is why preparing for the new year, I think, is so important. I think one of the reasons that really catalyst of the market, you've seen it, the market has gotten used to cheap and easy and free money. It's gotten used to free money. It's gotten used to the feds basically saying, we're going to keep interest at all time lows. We're going to make money available and cheap. And we're going to give people the ability, you know, in, even inserting uh, funds into the system, if you will, in a lot of ways. And that has propelled a lot of markets. So the question is, was the recovery really a solid recovery or was it more of a recovery because there was money being pumped into the system? I think it's safe to say that we can all agree that it's weighed heavier on, on the fact that, you know, money's being pumped into the system. Even now in the December year, we're seeing the markets kind of bounce around because of conversation around the idea of stimulus or no stimulus. And I think, you know, I look at it kind of this way. I have four children. Right. Cyrus is my oldest at 13. And then I have a, an 11 year old justice and, and Joel and JL are the twins. And, you know, I look at this as saying, OK, what if one of my kids and you can you put your kids in, in your analogy here. But what if one of my kids wanted to start a business? And as they started the business, they were in a place where they started the company and, you know, it was growing a little bit, but they were having a problem. And the problem was is they weren't making enough money to keep the lights on. So all of a sudden they say, hey, dad, I really like your shirt. <laughs> I mean, what I really mean to say is I need some money. Okay, <laughs> So they're in a place where they ask for some money and I say, OK, fine. You know, I want to help invest in your business and I want to see you be successful. So I invest in their business. And as the years go on, let's say their business grows, but it only grows as I invest in their business. So if I actually stop investing in their business and I stop the cash flow, what we find is their business actually doesn't grow that much or at all. The question is, is that a sustainable business? And I think you can clearly know the answer is no, it's not. And if we take a look at the economy and what's happening with the overall markets, yes, are there new things coming out? Sure. You know, you got companies like Airbnb that just went public the other day, had a great run in the public markets, and I think has a wonderful future because of the model that they've created. There's other stocks out there that have gone public 
QS is an interesting ticker that's done real well. DoorDash just went public, and they're, I think, going to do well because it's a new niche market, especially in this pandemic era, right? But at the end of the day, if there is no overall monies being pumped into the system, and that's been a big catalyst for pushing markets up over the years and propping them up over the years, is that something where if that money stops and it can't just continue forever, what does the market look like? So let's kind of detail it and outline it this way for you in a simple format. Here's how you really, in my opinion, need to prepare for the new year. The first thing you need to evaluate is where are you on the scale of age and investing? If you're a younger investor versus if you're an older investor. Now, an older investor is someone that is, in my opinion, five to 10 years from retirement. If you're a younger investor, you have a lot more time, but you still want to be paying attention to what's happening with your investments. You don't want to just put stuff in and say, well, I'm not going to worry about it, la, 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 and I'll, I'll call it a day, okay? So you do want to pay attention to those things. But as you quantify and really separate where you are in the chain, really what happens is maybe some of your investments might be similar, but there's going to be a lot of investments that are actually different. You're going to be in a place where you're going to be utilizing investments that if you're older or moving into retirement, you should be looking, in my opinion, at utilizing investments that are in a place where they have safety. They have elements of safety. They're going to be in a place where they have less market risk or reduced market risk or no market risk, just depending on the type of investment it is or the product that it is, right? That's where you need to get your lens. And I, in my personal opinion, I think if you're moving into retirement or already in retirement, it's important to be looking at investments that are not directly in the stock market, investments that are off the stock market. That might be you know, utilizing different alternatives, different uh, direct real estate deals that are not tied to the markets, the stock markets, that is. That might be looking at buying into uh, private equity type opportunities where you're buying into actually private companies that are not traded on the public exchanges. You might be looking into investing or, you know, utilizing certain products that are offered through insurance companies, different annuity type structures that have performed well over the years that are, are lower in fees and that give you the opportunity to make money when the market's up and not lose it when the market goes down. All that to be said, that those are some different things that you might be looking at if you're in the retirement age or close to be retirement. Now, that doesn't mean that you eliminate the stock market altogether, in my opinion. What that means is that you reduce your exposure to the whipsaw risk that can happen with the markets. We've seen so much political risk and business risk and all other types of risk today that we just haven't seen in a lot of ways in times past, years past. Uh, and so that's important. In fact, if you're 60 or 65 years old right now, as an example, and listening to this, a lot of your experience in the stock market came in the 80s and 90s. And those years were really pretty strong. Even in the 2000 years, we had some good years. There were some negative years, but some good years. What you got to know is that your experience in the market during those times is different than the market now. The global connection to the stock market today is different than it was even five, 10 years ago. We have more retail investors than we've ever had before because of technology. There's so many other changes. And so you have to realize that the markets today, even if you emotionally are like, well, you know, I've, I've been through this before, I'll be okay or whatever. No, you haven't been through this before because the markets are different today than they were in the mid-2000s and even in the 90s and even in the 80s. Now, if you're younger, 
you know, if you're 25, 28, 30, 35, whatever, well, you're kind of used to this whipsaw structure. You're used to the technology. You're used to, you know, having the Robinhood apps. You're used to all of that kind of stuff, right? So for your perspective, it's something where you really need to be evaluating the right types of companies, where market trends are going, and what are you investing in, right? But I think all of us preparing for the new year, there's a couple key questions that we have to ask, and that is, how are my investments aligned, number one? Number two, what am I doing to maximize my tax savings before year end? I just had a conversation uh, yesterday, actually, talking about some strategy that we will utilize through the op zone and things, strategy that we'll utilize, which can help save taxes on uh, capital gains. So somebody's sold stock or somebody sold real estate or, you know, even sold a business and they have a capital gains situation where they're going to pay taxes on that. Well, there are some strategies that you need to implement before the end of the year in order to be able to save some taxes, help save some taxes on on that process. So that's very important. So number one, how is your investments aligned? Number two, what are you doing to save money in taxes? And number three, is your plan clear? Do you feel like you have a plan? Maybe you don't have a plan at all, but you need to have a clear plan. That's really, really important because if you just say, well, I got these investments and they'll all work out. Well, that's not making sure that you have a plan that works succinctly one with another. That'd be like taking a road trip without your phone, without a GPS and just saying, well, listen, I got a car. I got gas in the tank. I have money in my wallet and, um, you know, I'm not really sure where I'm going, but I know I'll probably get there, right? Now, you might just want to take a general trip just for fun and do that, and that's okay. But any normal person that says, I want to try and get to a destination without the tools to help you get there is going to say, you're probably not going to get to where you want to go as efficiently as you want to get there. You might get there. You may be able to stop and ask for directions along the way and, you know, maybe take some wrong roads and wrong this, wrong that. But finally you get there. But if you actually have a clear mapped out plan in the beginning, you're going to get there much more efficiently. You're going to get there much more smoothly. You're going to have less hiccups along the way. Doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. You might drive down a road and there's a tree that falls down and stuff happens. You got to navigate around it. That still happens in life, but you're going to have a much more easy time or, or less stress, let's say, time to get to your destination because you've thought in advance about where you want to go. That's the importance of really having a well-round focused plan. So as you're listening to this, if you're saying, man, I, I, you know, I don't really know that I have a plan. I don't know. I don't know what my plan is. I know my plan is to grow my money. <laughs> I want to make more money. I know that's a plan. But if that's really all that your plan consists of, I would challenge you to think through the fact of the reality, I guess, that you need a more clear, concise plan to ensure that your investments are aligned well, to ensure that you're maximizing your tax savings and all of those other things. So there's a lot of resource as you head over to leanonthewall.com. Great place to get resource. First resource you may want to start with is my book, Retire Once, Retire Well. I talked about that in the beginning of the show. Great resource there for you. Go pick it up and, and read it, make notes on it, and that'll help you on your journey. The other thing I'm going to challenge you to do if you're so inclined is head over to leanonthewall.com and there's a little tab on top that asks about, you know, what are you looking for, basically? Click on what most interests you and one of our team members can reach back out to you from those teams 
and have a conversation about whether you do a Zoom meeting or whether you just have a phone call, simple, easy to get to where you want to go and be in a place where you are really starting down the path of doing what you need to do and getting your investments in line. Hey, I appreciate you dialing in here for the show. Hope that was helpful for you. We covered some things that I believe are going to be impactful for you in your life. If you have questions, as always, reach out to us. You can reach out to uh, find the show by going to leanonthewall.com and then reach out to our team. If there's someone that you know, and there probably is three or four people in your phone that you're connecting with that you might text about, hey, listen to this stock, or hey, did you, did you invest in this company, right? Those kinds of people, send this to them. I think it's important. They're going to have some questions about their structure, their investments, and um, maybe they need some help doing everything that they should be doing with their investments to get where they need to go. All you need to do is click share somewhere on the podcast app, wherever you're listening to this, they'll get the show. And as always, my desire and intent is for you to live on purpose so you can live with purpose. By the way, stay tuned for the upcoming shows. We're going to have some new guests on. we got a brand new studio I'm super excited about. We're going to have all video coming out for you as well. These shows are going to move to video format, and you'll be able to still listen via podcast, but a lot of them will be video. Going to have some attorneys on the show and some other CPAs on the show and some other guests on the show talking about some things and some strategies that I know are going to help you improve your life and move the ball forward in your show. Last little caveat we have, I did a uh, Invest Well Retirement series that has seven videos in it consisting of some really good content. And those will be available here coming shortly as well. So make sure you go to leanonthewall.com and reach out via the, the link on top and say, hey, I am interested in the Invest Well Retirement series. How do I get that? Just click there and you'll be able to have access to that. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you all soon. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.